0: Good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, November 17, 2020, and today we are reading in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 18 on the first paragraph, starting with an illness of this sort. focusing on that one paragraph. Today's readers are, and thank you everyone for your service, Wendy M., Karen K., Nancy P., Marge E., and our host for the second hour is Maria F., and our newcomer greeter Allison Allison L. Thank you, Team Tuesday. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, November 16th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 15,793. That's 15793. For the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 15,795. 15795. OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the twelve steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA Fifth Tradition states: each group has but one primary purpose, to carry this message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. I will now ask for Nancy P to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Nancy.
1: Hi, thank you for letting me do service. Nancy P from recovered from West Newton, Massachusetts. The 12 traditions. 1. We admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. <clears throat> Excuse me 3 made a decision decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him 4 made a searching and fearless moral, moral inventory of ourselves 5 admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character 7 humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings 8 made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me share, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy, for filling in. Appreciate you. I will now ask for Marge E. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Marge.
2: Thank you very much, Amy. Marge E. from Massachusetts. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on O.A. unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 4. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. The OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Every reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for service, Amy,
0: and I pass. Thank you so much, March. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but... We ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. Again, there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book and we are on page 18 the first paragraph, and I'm going to ask Wendy M to go get us started. Go ahead, Wendy. Good morning, thank you, Amy. I'm Wendy M, a recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. An illness of this sort, and we have come to believe it an illness, involves those about us in a way no other human sickness can. If a person has cancer, All are sorry for him, and no one is angry or hurt, but not so with the alcoholic illness. For with it, there goes annihilation of all the things worthwhile in life. It engulfs all whose lives touch the sufferers. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, worked lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents. Anyone can increase the list. I'm going to set my timer. Um, I am so thankful to be sharing on this uh, paragraph um, anything that reminds me of my um, step one e- experience is really um, critical. And, and And it takes me back to that place and reminds me of just where I was. Um, is is very, very important um, and critical for me. And just how um, that very first paragraph, to being sentenced, an illness of this sort, and we have come to believe it, an illness, how my personal um, me coming to believe that it was an illness, that saved my life. Um, I always just thought that food was a problem, that this was a problem, and this simple little sentence was, um, was life-saving for me that, it, that I do have an illness, I have a disease, and um, there's, there's, I have no power, no choice, and no memory, um, and I have been absolutely, because of my disease, destructive um while in disease throughout my entire life. Um and there's you know, there's not the compassion as someone that might have cancer. Um the whole this morning it was actually in reading um struck me um sentimentally it, it was very uh visual for me that it engulfs all whose lives touch the sufferers. Um, And there's so many lives that I'm sure were touched that I have no idea about. Um, I was just raging um, when I was in the food. I was full of so much fear and so much anger. And this it brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children. That also just, just struck me, too, is, you know, my... Um, being a parent myself and, um, you know, this time of year, uh, people are starting to do their, 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 uh, holiday cards and, and I have a good 15 years where I would not take any cards because I didn't want anyone to see how large I was. Um, and that taking me back to that step one and, and bringing me back to where I couldn't fit in a seat on an airplane, um. And thank God I've come to realize that this is an illness and saved my life and have been released of over 140 pounds. And i um, just very thankful for that experience. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you so much, Wendy M., for getting us started. Okay, so we're going to take names for those who would like to share. And, again, although we love your experience, strength, and hope. Oh, let me turn off my timer. Um, if you shared in the last two days on either Friday or Monday, we ask that you hold off to let others share their experience, strength, and hope. So, who would like to share, please? Lauren N. Lauren N. Darian K. K. Darian K. Donna Devorah S. S. Devo- F. Tina F. S. Devora S. Tina S. Christina J.
3: Christina J. Who did I miss? Linda D. Linda? I should probably take one more. There was someone that came in with Devorah, but I missed her. So did you get in? Okay. Well, we got a great lineup.
0: Lauren N., Darian Kay, Devorah. What was it? Cindy D.? Cindy B. (laughs) Okay,
4: Cindy B.
0: All right. All right. So we have Lauren N., Darian K., Devorah F., Tina S., Christina J., Linda D., and Cindy B. Okay, Lauren, it's your
5: turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, fellow visionaries. Lauren N., compulsive overeater, sugar addict from New York. All I can say is thank God I heard these words. Thank you all for teaching me and for helping me learn that I have a disease and that the disease is in me and it drives me to want to eat. I never knew that before. Um, I love the sentence, blameless wives or blameless children. Oh, my God, that was me. That was me. That was my son. That was my my parents. My mother. All of us. I mean, we all struggle with some sort of this disease because, you know, as they say in in the other rooms, it's a family disease. Um, and wow, we all struggled. And I was 150 pounds heavier. And going for my second bariatric my third bariatric surgery um, a revision to my second, and didn't understand that it was not in my mind it was well it was in my mind, but i i didn't understand that this was a disease, and that I could not stop.
3: Lauren, we seem to have lost you.
5: Lauren? Ah, I got muted. Um, ah, there you thank are, you you're all, back. Thank you all for teaching me, for helping me learn every single day that I am a sick and suffering human being in my mind. And if I do these steps, Every single day, not 10, 11, and 12, I can stay happy, joyous, and free. And believe it or not, 150 pounds lighter, less, lost more weight than I am today. No longer 25 sizes in my closet. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren.
0: Darian Kay, you're up, followed by Devorah S. Go ahead, Darian. Hi there. Can you hear me okay? I can. Good morning. Good.
6: Good morning. This is Darian Kay, um, recovered compulsive overeater in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Um, grateful to be on the line with all of you. Um, so I can really relate to this too. I mean, I I never knew when I was doing my various diets, that it would affect anybody but me. I only thought the person, you know, that affected was me if I cheated on the weekends or, um, you know, ate a little bit of this or a little bit of that. I, you know, I just didn't think it it mattered to anybody else. Um, but in essence, it, it really does, you know. Um, it affected my mood. I was, you know, high as a kite when I was getting ready to eat this type of food or that type of food. And then I'd be depressed because I felt fat and ugly. You know, those two words always went together for me. And, and so I just, um, you know, with a roller coaster of emotions that obviously is a ripple effect um, for the people around you. <clears throat> and so, um, you know, I, I definitely um, can really see how it would affect other people. And I know it is, you know, I know the people in my life that have this disease, like my mom who i believe passed away from this disease. Um i see how it affected me with with her, you know, disease. So it's it's just um for some reason i i just didn't want to look at that properly. I was probably avoiding that those facts. And it's just so good that um you know this book points it out. Um it almost it almost touches on all, you know, our different chapters that we're going to be reading about, you know, employees and wives and um and everything. Um and, but the one thing that I'm grateful for I need to say is that you know I did not affect my child. I came in, you know, 5 years before she was born and um and so she has only known me um in a program of recovery, thank you God. Um and you know, she she's almost 30 years old now and um you know, she's she's struggling just she's, she's very very much struggling, you know, because ducks have ducks as they say. And so um you know, but I know for me I was in a good place um with my program and uh, you know, uh was somewhat of a role model, I guess, um, I I would hope. Um and but it will come when it will come for her. So um but I'm done grateful for that piece at least, because um, you know, I don't have to uh to think about the fact that I <laughs> ruined her life um because of my eating. So I'm just grateful. I'm grateful grateful always to be with all of you and to know the truth. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Darian Kay. Devora, it is your turn, followed by Tina S. Go ahead, Devora, it's your time.
4: Thank you, Devorah? and good morning, Amy. Oh, you are. Yes, here I am. Good morning, everyone. My name is Devora S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And thank you all who make this meeting possible. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents. Anyone can add to the it can increase the list and you know it reminds me of looking at a before picture of myself and what I look like, you know hundred and fifty pounds heavier, you know, bloated, uh, not able to move, whatever my eyes look seem lifeless, and then I look look at this list and you know that's just a picture you know you look at yourself but. You don't know what was really going on behind all that layers of fat. All these things, you know, so many things I don't remember about my children in their growing up years because I was so sick with the food and so isolated I couldn't take care of them properly. How many times I go up to my room and just shut the door and not be able to deal with their homework or after school time or whatever was going on, you know, or you know, the financial insecurity, you know, not knowing how the bills were going to get paid, how many times the creditors would be calling, you know, you owe money on this, not being able to keep track of, of the finances, or misunderstanding, you know, I wanted my husband, you know, uh, the resentments that I had toward my husband because he wasn't doing what I wanted him to do, and the and the and he wasn't reading my mind, not knowing what I wanted from him because you know, don't he, he was supposed to know what I wanted, right? So that caused a lot of tension. And of course the disgusted family and friends. My family, you know, they wanted to help me. My mother took me to Florida and to sit with me and to talk to me and and, and, and tell me how much she was worried about me because of what I was doing to myself. You know, everybody had their concerns, So my my mother in law would tell my husband, so my husband should talk to me and everybody was so involved in this in in, in what are we going to do about Devora? Um, and thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, we could turn this around. I don't have to. I'm not living in that today. You know, because of the the program and, and working the steps and doing the work daily, every single day, living in 10, 11, and 12, I don't have that today anymore. I don't have the resentment and the financial insecurity and disgusted friends and employers. And I'm not, you know, and the children my children today, I'm there for them in ways that I've never thought would be possible. So today I'm living, in, I'm, 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 I'm living in an amends, you know, just being there for my kids and for my husband and for my family and, and able to, you know, the, the um, finances have improved because, you know, I'm just so much more available. Thank you, God. The picture that I had then is not the picture that I have today, and that's a gift from program. And each day I just mm-hmm. keep working on it so that I, so this develops, quote, more and more with my God and my understanding. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Devorah. Tina S., you have the floor. Go ahead.
7: Thanks so much, Amy, for your service. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Well, I heard some really great shares and I always, you know, I'm so grateful that, you know, I am in the right place when I hear people share from the heart uh, the truth of what I go through, have gone through and, you know, and I am so on board with an illness of this sort, you know, it took me a really long time to believe it was an illness. I can remember because I'm in another program that I came into the rooms and reading the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and reading the doctor's opinion and about analogy and I thought, oh, you people are just making an excuse here. Let's fuck it Mm up. Let's just not you know drink or eat or whatever that's what I thought and it took me a very long time of going back into the disease and then finally being you know beaten to a a place of reasonableness that I could open my mind to really hear what what the big book was telling me and to look over my shoulder at my experience and how I related and how that was my life too and so therefore a big sigh of relief that this is an illness you know um and And also that it 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 involves those about us and in no other uh no other human sickness can in a way you know, and i didn't uh, like everybody shared you know I didn't believe it affected anybody but me, you know so selfish and self centered but you know again, looking over my shoulder at my experience, it affected everybody in my life, the people that love me, you know, and it says it talks about you know uh but there but not so with the alcoholic illness for. With it, there goes annihilation of all things worthwhile in life. Annihilation, destruction, obliteration of all the things that were worthwhile in my life. You know, and again, it says it and engulfs those that you know the life my life had touched. You know, the people that suffered and you know, and what. I, really that you know after reading this paragraph this morning that i that i thought almost everybody here shared towards the end of their share was the hope today that i no longer do those things that i am an example today of how to live life free one day at a time and not participate in my disease and so i could be that big book that maybe nobody has an opportunity to read you know so that i can show my experience and that's the good news and with that i'll pass thanks
0: thank you so much Tina. Okay, Christina J. followed by Linda D. Go ahead, Christina.
8: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Christina Jay from the state of Washington here this morning. Annihilation. That word hit me like a brick when I saw it. Um, every dream and aspiration is destroyed. I spent so many months and years and hours and seconds in the food, and I was chasing the belief that this was a brain problem, which it is, but I thought it was a brain chemistry problem. I didn't know it was a spiritual sickness. I had, I had my God lined up, you know, but I didn't rely on that God. I didn't go to him with my fears and worries. And so what happened in my life? Um, I got engulfed and the people around me got engulfed. My first husband uh, brutally rejected me if I gained 10 pounds. So how did that make me suffer? I had fierce resentment. I had misunderstanding. I was afraid to walk around him. I was horrified that he would not love me because I was heavy. Um, Most of these things were in my own head. I didn't experience them after I left that man. Uh, I married a man that loved me no matter what, but I was still in the food. So I had resentments, I had financial insecurity because I was chasing, I was buying at least 20 to $30 of food at a, a day at times, well take back to work and just bury myself in work and food, two addictions, workaholic and the food. Um, I didn't have disgusted friends, but I was disgusted with people. Um, I, I had a mental blockage to realize that people did not hate me because I was fat, they didn't like it was in my head. I was projecting on everyone. Um, luckily, I didn't have warped lives of blameless children, wives, and parents. My mother's in this disease, and she's dying today slowly in fierce resentment against everyone, including me. So this disease, this disease will steal your life, your heart, your emotions. Uh, it'll steal your dreams. I thought I was chasing my dreams for years, but the food was in between, and it just stopped everything. It just stopped Real progress It stopped me from being nice to people and networking and all kinds of things I should have been doing while I was in my business. So uh, today I want to celebrate. Thank God to my sponsor, you guys, and uh, this program. And finally, God giving me the grace. Um, today I have four months of solid neutrality, which is a miracle. I don't count days, hours, and all that. But the other day I was talking to someone and they said, "Well, what's your absentee date?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm four months." So it's not something that. Obs- is in my mind. I go and I just stay in today and I work my food and it's clean and I, I, I call others daily and um, I reach out to my sponsee and we talk three times a week. So this is the thing, working the program. Uh, and I'm so grateful that this is here because without this, I'd probably still be chasing dopamine and serotonin and tryptophan and all the things that I think my brain needed when in reality I needed a spiritual awakening. So thank you for letting me share. Thank path. Mm.
0: Thank you so much christina j Linda d It's
3: your turn, please go ahead Linda d star one on mute Good morning
9: amy. Hi, everybody it's Linda d in connect Can you hear me? i can please go ahead oh hi everybody i'm um i'm gonna do this without crying. I hope all my life I felt so alone. And now I feel one with all of you. You have all lived my life. I'm not alone and I'm not a freak. But I am in a culture, I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm recovered quite a bit now. It's almost seven years. And I have the drift of the program at the moment, moment by moment. This idea of blameless children, blame. I live in a culture that um, treats addiction, compulsive behavior, addiction, as kind of a trendy disease. It's on TV, and, and they're funny and so forth. This is a killer. A lot of people have it and don't know it. And I've been graced, and I mean graced, because I was an atheist, and I was broken at a very young age, and I know what a locked ward in a psych hospital looks like. Uh, I know a lot of ugly things that can happen to people, and I will say this for myself. I do have a brain chemistry thing going on, yes, and got to adjust that with the abstinence, clean abstinence. But I had a self-hatred problem. And I don't know how to live. And growing out of that with you, this program has made that possible so that I don't have to be destructive in any way, work addiction, uh, relationships, any way. All I have to do is be quiet, listen to you, listen to what I've learned, and listen to my inner knowing. Because my God, it's amazing. God is real and within me. Isn't that incredible? And within you. We're so blessed. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Linda.
3: Okay, Cindy B, please go ahead. Cindy B. Hello, hello. Oh, sorry. Um I'm muted.
10: Sorry about that. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Hi, I'm Cindy B. from the Boston area, very gratefully recovering um, bulimic and compulsive eater. This, um, you know, this paragraph uh, really touches my heart as I go back in many, many years uh, when my daughter was a little girl and she would sit outside the, um, the bathroom while she waited for me to throw up and you know, do whatever I did there. And um and I I remember as a young girl she would ask me if she was also going to be bulimic uh when she grew up. And, you know, uh and then years later uh, we attended a she came to an, an OA meeting a live OA meeting with me and she shared there and she said, you know, it was really hard because When my when my mom was abstinent, all of the good food wasn't there. And then when she was not abstinent, there would be all this good food there at night. But in the morning, I'd wake up and it was all gone. And you know, there are just there are things that just break my heart in terms of what this disease and this illness, because they say it is an illness, um, did for me. And right now um my, my, my daughter was going to have surgery for diverticulitis and I know that part of it is has to do with this disease and um and so you know really seeing how how this disease hurts other people has been a really important part of my you know eighth and ninth step um, I just actually wrote a letter to my daughter. I haven't sent it to her yet, but apologizing for all of the things that I've, that she had to endure, you know, having a mother who was bulimic and a food addict. And um, so I'm just, I'm very grateful that I can look at this as an illness. I was sick at the time, but that doesn't mean that I, I, I don't need to make amends for the people who suffered with me and through me in that. And I'll pass with that. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Cindy B. Okay, so we are gonna open it up for some more shares. Again, if you shared in the last couple of days, we'd love to um please hold back so we could hear from some others. Who share? Jennifer? Well,
11: ready. Ready.
0: Okay, hold Jenny, on. I'm Jackie somebody Jackie and I got Russ M. That's all I got. Everybody at once.
5: Nancy P Chris, Chris L.
0: Nancy P., Chris L.,
11: Jennifer
0: H., Jennifer, Loretta. Jennifer what, E., H., Jennifer H., yeah, got it. Thanks. Uh, let's see, maybe one more, I think.
12: Loretta H.,
0: Nelson no, J., Loretta H., I'm going to have to hold there and see what we got. Uh, Jackie F., Russ M., Nancy P., Chris L., Jennifer H., Loretta H., and then we'll see what we have time-wise left. Um, sorry, whoever I missed. Jackie F., your turn. Please go ahead. It's it's Jackie B.
13: from the Bronx. Oh, <laughs> I didn't well, want to say go. the whole time. Jackie
0: B., thank you.
13: Okay, hi. Hi, everybody. Um, thank you, everybody, for your service. And Amy, um, for me, uh, it's amazing um, that the transformation that has occurred for me is that not only have I been able to uh, stay abstinent and have clear thought and be of service to others, but to be service of my family. I met my husband in the OA rooms. I gave birth to a a compulsive overeater. Um, All these things. I mean, my daughter thought going to the pier and eating McDonald's was Bonding. I mean, there's a lifetime of amends in that resent, resent, in that space. But you know what the greatest thing is? Is that I'm learning that I did make my amends verbally to my husband and to my daughter, but the actions that I do today are amazing. Things that I didn't think I could do because not only did the food, the food was my first and foremost, but it also had other defects and other issues that I was not willing to uh, strip away until now, and it's amazing. It's just amazing. As long as I stay spiritually fit and I ask my higher power and I give myself, I am amazed. My daughter is coming home from college for winter break, and she's going to be amazed when she goes in her room that it is immaculate and that's amazing because this disease ravaged her room um and i'm giving her a clean start like i'm giving myself my whole house a clean start that's the amazing part and every time i look anywhere i i i see god's gifts i see god's gifts when i hear people i see god's gifts when I talk to my sponsor and say, listen, I'm no longer, I lost 180 pounds, but I need to lose more. I have to change my, my food plan or reduce my food intake. You know, I didn't want to do that. Who wants to do that? I've been abstinent four years. Why do I have to do this? I have to, because by doing it, I change. And by changing, means that I have more to give. I have more to say, more to share. So with that, I pass and tell you, that no matter where you are on your journey, be there, accept it, and keep going. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Jackie B. Russ M., your turn. Please go ahead. Where are Good you morning. Reading? Go ahead, Russ.
14: Good morning. Good morning, fellows.
0: Russ, hold, hold on a second. I think someone was asking where we were reading. We're on page 18, first paragraph. So, all right, Russ, go ahead. You have the floor.
3: Russ,
14: go ahead. You have the floor. There we go. Sorry about that. I got I got muted. Sorry about that. We're a recoverable okay. compulsive overeater from outside of Philly. So I'm going to try to make it quick. This this paragraph just jumps out at me. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of Bill, like how he had the foresight of uh, seeing what this disease does to us, addiction, you know, it was – really incredible that, you know, today it's still relevant. And I I know that I might sound like a simpleton, but that that really sticks out to me, that God gave him that insight to show what this disease really can do to families and relationships and just life in general to the person that's addicted. And so second to my uh, relationship with God, my most proud possession is my wife and kids, right? And I think of that when you hear about the wife and kids there and You know, the financial insecurity and all the things that I struggle with, that I struggled when I was into food, when I was trying to get that hit. And then I step back and look of how God has restored me. Me, this jabroni from the east end of Norristown that couldn't put, couldn't even tie his shoes right at 45 years old. Everything I did was a was a huge mistake because i wasn't effective i wasn't useful i was in the food i couldn't think straight yet right now on on the 17th of november 2020 through all the craziness of life i'm being restored through this program and my relationship with God. through the bumps the bruises everything that's going on so you know if you're eight you're 80 whatever you are we always got a shot We always got a shot with a program like this, with a relationship with God like this. And uh, I just wanted to get that across. It's on my heart that, like, it doesn't matter. You know, we can't believe what this disease does to us. You know, we can't believe what it puts in our mind. Not just what we're eating, but how it programmed our mind and that obsession that, you know, I thought it was over. Almost four years ago. I thought, well, I was done. I was losing everything. My wife, kids, everything. I lost almost everything. And now in the middle of this craziness of the world, I'm alive and being effective, even with all bumps and bruises and fears and all that. And then when the fear comes up, because it comes up, it just does. This is life. I got 10, 11, and 12. How can you go wrong? How can you go wrong? So that's what I wanted to get across, that. You know, this is a disease, but you got to fist fight it. So, you all have a great day. I love you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Russ. All right. Nancy P., you're up, followed by Chris L., I think. Go ahead, Nancy.
1: Thank you. Nancy P. calling from West Newton, Massachusetts, recovered today. Um, yeah, I didn't want to – first of all, I didn't think about it as an illness. I, I – the word disease floated around but somehow that's today I just decided that that I got another message when somebody was talking about it as an illness and that there was no choice with it and I never ever wanted to take responsibility for um, the things that I did and said and the way that I was Um, I, I just wanted to overcome them somehow you know and I you know all the things that it says, the misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers. I mean, I've lost, I've gotten fired from jobs, not because I was fat, but because I was obnoxious or because I was so difficult to get along with or whatever. Um, You know, my husband is a saint. He loved me anyways, or, um, you know, he stuck by me, has stuck by me. And, um, you know, and I just thought if I could, just get abstinent, that would solve all my problems. But as we know, that does not solve almost any problems except the weight problem, or it didn't solve any problems for me except my weight problem. Um, The real work began after I put the food down. And, um, you know, I will say I, you know, I put the food down and um, I started to do the work, but my life got much worse before it got better. And um, in the form of my precious girl, who, um, you know, that was the sort of the the catalyst that turned my heavy weather life into a full-blown hurricane. She was um, cutting and burning herself. And, you know, I got, I got, went through the steps and got recovered and, and, you know, had to go visit her every single day in a, talk about a locked ward. She was in a mental hospital for the entire summer after I, after I recovered. And, and and that hurt because i felt like it was my fault and the guilt that i felt because i didn't want that daughter i didn't she was broken and i wanted a, a, a not a broken daughter and um you know i i it was just awful and the shame that i felt and it was it's horrible to just not want to be near your own child because it was too hard for me but um you know i'm happy to say that this one word that took care of everything and that is surrender you know when i admitted that i was ill and that i needed help and that i got the help that i needed from you know my homies on this line and most of all the newcomers the people that i don't even know that i still call every day most of the people that i call today i don't know because they're the ones that remind me of where i came from and i'll wrap up and um Today, I'm happy to say that, um, you know, I have a, a wonderful relationship with my daughter who's not broken and never was and is in college and is doing very well. And so there is no problem, none, not one, that will not be solved if you just surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you
0: so much, Nancy. Okay, Chris L., followed by
3: Jennifer H. Go ahead, Chris. Chris L. Did I get that name right? Hi, this is Chris L. May I be heard? Yes, I can hear you. Please go ahead. Hi.
15: Good morning. This is Chris L. I'm a grateful recovering uh compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Um I wanted to just claim my seat at the table today and um I'm so very grateful. I <clears throat> as my children were growing up, I was in the food, and they were absolutely not my priority. Uh, my priority was when I was going to, how and where I was going to get my next VIX, how and where I was going to pay for it or make up for the fact that the money was uh, you know, no longer in the checkbook that was supposed to go for real groceries or a bill. Um, they were not my focus as I stayed inside and isolated, and they played in the yard outside because I was too big and embarrassed and I didn't want to be seen wobbling around outside playing with them. So they had a mother who they thought really, truly, you know, went to work and just uh, stayed inside and, and was alone and very silent and, and uh, you know, not a, not a happy camper. Um, and so today I have a sponsor. I'm actively working the steps. Um, I saw my daughter this weekend. I was able to make some amends, and it went amazingly wonderful Um, you know God was God was in the room we were we were not alone he was in the room Um, and it's just I think I really didn't get it I I like to say I'm a retread I've come and gone before um, really not so much to visions but to OA Um, and I think I really really didn't get it it isn't just about a food plan it isn't just about making calls Uh, it really is about surrender and tapping into that higher power um you know I've always believed in God, but I didn't turn to him you know i I got this, I got this, and i uh said my prayers and and you know kind of treated him as a best friend uh without you know without understanding that really he is he for me he he is the source of it all um and so this time I have a different perspective and um, I'll wrap up just by saying that thank you for everybody who's does service on this meeting. Um, it's been a game changer for me, truly, truly a game changer. Everything from the website to the calls to the special editions. I just, man, oh man, it has changed things for me. So um, I wish you all a blessed day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Chris L. Jennifer H. You're up, followed by Loretta H. Go ahead, Jennifer.
11: Good morning, Jennifer H. in Virginia. Um, a lot of people have already voiced kind of what I was thinking about, but I've been in and out of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, my son's 32, so when after he was born, someone handed me one of the books, and I learned about it. And um, during the end times, you know, I was a pretty pretty uh, good mom, patient, caring, loving. I really enjoyed being a mom. And then there were the times I relapsed, and, you know, my it was like a Jekyll and Hyde experience because, I would be moody, I'd be depressed, I'd be gaining weight rapidly. Um, you know, I yo-yoed all the way through their childhood. And um, and it does have an effect. You know, my son um, actually ended up um, doing, messing with drugs in high school, uh, middle school and high school. And he was turned off by the thought of 12-step programs because he the only person he knew in 12-step programs was his mom who wouldn't stay abstinent. Um, so that really kind of, Um, made him a skeptic and praise God he was able to figure out his own path along the way and is doing okay now. But, and I remember also a first husband, um, I, we were married 25 years and I remember him saying to me that he felt like food was my lover. And, um, because I took so much of my time and attention away from him. So yes, it is a powerful, powerful disease that affects not only us, but also those around us. Um, and as far as jobs, I can think of jobs where I started off doing great, you know, and kind of crashed and burned and relapsed. And I'm just very grateful that today life is different. Um, I'm absent and working the steps and I, you know, do what I'm told <laughs> and um, and sponsor people, which was such a gift to me. And um, what a difference this program makes in absence and praise God for all of
16: it. Thank you very much. I'll pass
0: Thank you so much, Jennifer H. And Loretta H., it's your turn. Please go ahead.
12: Amy, thank you very, very much for hearing me and doing service and everybody who's on this line for saving my life today. This is Loretta H. I am recovered for today with God's grace. And yes, a wretch like me can have this great life today because of this program. And I didn't come into the rooms until I was 54. And in Bill's story, it talks about him stealing out of his wife's slender purse. Well, I stole happiness out of my husband's wonderful soul. And um, I've been married with God's grace and because of this program for 50 years. But uh, for 30 of those years, I was a... Annihilator, as it talked about, I went out and ran at three o'clock in the morning because I had eaten three um, containers of something and got attacked. And there was a trial, and he had to come. And you know, the, the I put myself in harm's way two car accidents because of this disease. Um, uh, because I passed out because I my blood sugar level was so low that um, I literally ended up in a ditch one morning because I didn't eat. And so all the destruction that I did in my life uh, was I had to make amends for. uh, You know, and I'm doing living amends today, which is I'm so grateful for, because today my life is so different. My husband and I have a good marriage, but it's because of these steps. In fact, last night I just worked with a sponsee on this sex conduct and it was just interesting about how much i've grown since i first came into the rooms and also um the um the ideal relationship and today i'm you know as i was sharing my strength and hope with this person i realized you know i almost have this ideal relationship today that i was hoping for from the 50 years but because of my destruction I didn't have and today not only do I do that ideal relationship with him but I get to do it with everybody around me and that is is the gift of this program and I had a job for 50 I'm sorry 35 years and I don't have one friend or relationship from that job so that tells you how destructive I was and today I do have relationships and I'm so grateful and with that I pass and be safe everybody and stay safe thank you Amy
0: thank you so much Loretta okay so we have time for
3: one more share who would like to take us out Donna, G. Donna, Donna
0: you are the one all right Donna go ahead no How much pressure. time did you say? <laughs> You're taking us out. No pressure. Uh, no, you okay. have three minutes.
16: How... Three minutes oh, exactly. Okay.
0: Okay. okay.
16: Um, this is Donna G., a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Thank you, God. Um, so happy, so happy to be on the line today. It's been a while since I shared, but uh, when we read this paragraph, and I hadn't read ahead yesterday, sometimes I do, but when we read this paragraph it brought a big smile to my face. I have a sister who's in a, another twelve step program and um when she was beginning her journey in that program, she uh got a sponsor and when I saw how wonderful this sponsor was and all that she was learning and all that she was gaining from that experience, I <laughs> I said to her sponsor once, um I want a sponsor. I, I, I'm i jealous. I want a sponsor.
1: <laughs> of
16: course, I was jealous, because that's who I am. I envy everything and everyone in my disease, right? So I was jealous. And her sponsor said, she had a really big sense of humor. And she said, um, Donna, that that's no problem. You too can have a sponsor. All you have to do is wreck your life into the ground. And we all laughed, you know, we all just cracked up. And, and yet, It's so amazing when I read this paragraph, because at that very moment, sitting in the car, you know, I had wrecked my life four decades into the ground. I mean, financial insecurity, divorce, um, horrible breakup relationship. I mean, just friendship, you name it. And, And most importantly, I think more than anything was my relationship with my mother. And I feel so, so blessed. In recovery to have repaired that it is all God it is a miracle that relationship was so severed I just could cry when I think about how hurt she must have been the way I treated her um, she is toward the end of her life now and I can see it and I hear it in her that she takes joy in seeing me recovered and it is the best compliment I could have ever have gotten in life um, She takes joy in it and we take joy in each other and, um, you know, I can see her as a person with an illness. I can see her um, through different lens and I can actually admire in a lot of ways, well in most ways she did a lot better than I did with this illness and managed to do a lot more as a parent than I did. so God is just, you know, for those of you who are newcomers, I just wanted to share that to give you hope that God is in the business of restoring all these things. Financial insecurity, my entire life. Financial insecurity is not the way. Every time I see that, I think that doesn't summarize how I felt. It was financial terror. <laughs> financial terror as a single parent woke up every morning in terror. But God has turned that around as well. So just keep coming back. I encourage it.
0: Thank you, and with that I'll pass. Thank you so, so much, Donna. And on that note, thank you everyone for an awesome meeting, for everyone who shared, for Team Tuesday service. So appreciate you. Uh, Please join us for a second, another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the share ID, ID for today's meeting, Tuesday, November 17, 2020. 7 a.m. is 15,799. That's 15799. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Karen Kay
3: please read that for us? Karen Kay, I need you to press star one unmute. Karen? Karen, are you there? Karen Cade, are you unmuted? I don't know what happened to Karen,
0: but that's okay. Karen, do you want me to read it or? Yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, I don't know where what happened. I'm sure there must be some technical difficulties, so please go ahead.
1: Okay. Nancy P. again from Western Massachusetts, Recovered. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.